Every time. Now recording. That's just such an ominous, weird little thing, ain't it? Good evening, beautifuls. I'm Hannah. And I'm Grace. And this is the True Crime Tea Hour. So, hi, Grace. We haven't talked in like a week. How are you? It's been a, a whole week. It's been a whole been busy. week. Busy. Busy and stressed. I'm fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Dog memes sitting in fire. I'm yeah. fine. This is fine. This is fine. <laughs> yeah, we got a crazy amount of snow randomly. We did. Oh and I'm God. mad about it. You're mad about it? I don't like it. What? I don't like snow. <laughs> Okay, I love snow, but I had to go to work in the snow today, and I did not love that. Yeah, that's not great. I wanted to stay home. I, I wanted to go work on my new house, and I couldn't because it was McFreakin' snowing. <laughs> McFreakin' snowing. Yeah. I really wanted to work on this podcast, actually, and I couldn't because I had to go to work. So. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Yeah, but... My partner did remind me today that in order to work on the podcast, I do need to make money to, you know, live. Do that whole rent paying thing. Yeah. 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 Be able to pay my bills, get groceries, all Mm -hmm. that good stuff. (laughs) The perks of living at home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what are you drinking tonight, Grace? What is your tea and or other beverage of choice? I'm drinking an Irish coffee today. Whoa. Yeah. I felt a little fancy with it, actually. That is, that is very fancy. I've, I am drinking a Madagascar vanilla rooibos because I cannot have caffeine this late at night. Coffee puts me to sleep. So this will be... <laughs> coffee and alcohol put me to sleep. This is great. And is that that Scorpio energy in you? Is that what that is? I think it's the ADHD, to be honest. <laughs> Both? Is, can both be an answer? Both. It's both. Uh, a and B. All of the above. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad we had a little bit of a laugh because this case that we I am going to be telling you about is a bit of a doozy. But yeah, uh, am I going to be crying or... It's, a, it's definitely a heartbreaking case. It's not... I don't think you're going to be Do crying. Do any animals die? No animals. Okay. It did save us from animals this time, but it's a honestly, it is a extremely, extremely tragic case that absolutely should not have happened, and it it, it does end up kind of being a little bit of a a warning tale. Well, at the same time, just kind of not. Oh, I mean, I, I guess weird. we should just jump into it. Yeah. So let's, let's get hold on. Let's get crimey. Let's get crimey. <laughs> All right. Have you heard of Bianca Devins? Oh, vaguely familiar. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go, we're going to go pretty deep into it. All right. Let's let me, let me get settled. Let's go. (laughs) Get your stretches on first. Good. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, all of you listeners out there, make sure you've got your cup of tea ready. Make sure you have potentially a cat or a dog or a snake or a bunny, uh, even a turtle. Something to cuddle. Cuddle on your lap. Uh, Let's get cozy because we are going to be talking about the very tragic murder of Bianca Devins. (laughs) 
was born on October 2nd, 2001 in Utica, New York. That makes her a Libra. Hmm. I could not find who Bianca's father was, but her mother, Kimberly Devins, who is also pretty active and outspoken about Bianca's case, Hmm. she seemed to be honestly a pretty great mom. Uh, from everything that I read, Kim was just 17. She was a high school junior when she got pregnant with Bianca. Oh, baby. No. According to one source that I found, Kim actually left her former husband due to abuse and raised mm. Bianca and her sister entirely on her own. Okay, so Kim's a badass. Got it. Kim is a total badass. Now, this source goes out to attribute this to Bianca's mental health, which we will speak about more. And and there's a little bit of a mention about a supposed drug addiction, but this only came from one source. So take it with a grain of salt, then. Take it with a grain of salt. Also, Bianca was 17 at the time of this case. So also age and, and life experience is a factor when it comes to using drugs on and off. Yeah. I'm not going to hone t- super hard into that part. Yeah. And we also know the media can spin mental illness in certain ways. It can definitely take it a bit farther than it should, for sure. Exactly. So we're just going to kind of mention a couple of things because they did have to do with Bianca's life at this time, but we're really not going to judge or expand much on what Bianca was going through. So about earlier in the year, in the year before in this case, Bianca was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, Mm. as her mother had said in an interview. And according to the National Institute of Mental Health, borderline personality disorder is an illness marked by an ongoing pattern of varying moods, self-image, and behavior. These symptoms often result in impulsive actions and problems in relationships. It's commonly misdiagnosed as bipolar disorder as well. And it does say that people with borderline personality disorder may experience intense episodes of anger, depression, and anxiety that can last hours to days. Oof, that's a doozy. Yeah. So Bianca's mom said that she had trouble regulating her emotions, at times had poor self-image, impulsive behavior, sensory issues, as well as outbursts. And the reason why I bring all of this up is because Bianca felt that she had trouble making friends and felt judged by her peers. Was she isolated, would you say? I wouldn't say she was entirely isolated. I did find a few of close friends that she had, but I do feel like she didn't have much of a good experience with her peers. Gotcha. And this actually allowed her to turn to social media. Hmm. She pretty quickly gained around 3,000 followers on Instagram from sharing posts about her art, anime, and fashion. She often used the pseudonym Bianca Ahern. I believe that's how you say it. It's A-H-E-R-N. Honestly, which I totally get, I have a few pseudonyms that I use online as well, uh, just because <laughs> you don't always want people knowing who you are. <laughs> yeah. This actually gave her a great opportunity to talk freely about her mental illness struggles. That's nice. Yeah. I tracked down that she posted on May 1st, 2019, a post about her struggles during Borderline Personality Disorder Awareness Month. And in this post, Mm. she said, a lot of you know, I have been diagnosed with this. It's a struggle I go through daily. I've come a long way in my progress. I can't be cured. I can get out and get control of my symptoms. They are not unlovable, she continued. 
We can have healthy relationships and are not manipulative. A lot of what we do, we don't understand. I'm responsible for this stuff a lot. We are not evil. Our mental illness does not make us a bad person. It just... How lovely. Absolutely got to me, honestly, because, you know, as somebody who struggled with my own mental illnesses, it's, I yes. completely understand and relate. It's It's a weird thing to be in the generation of discovery of mental illnesses for sure right uh, and then in her physical not online life she tried counseling in her early teens it looks like there was an instance where she did run away to new york at 15 oh. wow she did come home though good and she actually spent some time in an inpatient mental clinic in albany from october 2018 to february 2019 which actually seemed to help a lot. Yeah. Once she got back, she got her high school diploma and actually had a complete plan laid out on going to the Mohawk Valley Community College in the fall and getting her degree in psychology. Wow, it seems like she had a whole plan. And she was planning on giving back from her struggle. Yeah. I'm extremely hopeful at the end of all of that. So at this point, she is 17. She's, you know, getting her footing back. She's on a good mm -hmm. path. And one night, early May 2019, Anka told her mom that she was going out with a new friend. Her mom at the time, because of instances that we covered previously, had insisted on meeting new people that Bianca had brought into her life, which I actually think is very smart. Yeah. And so Bianca brought her new friend over to their home in Utica, and this friend's name was Brandon Clark. According to her mom, the time of the meeting, he passed the test. Terrifying. Yeah, her mom stated that Brandon seemed like a very nice kid, and he was very polite. He was such a quiet boy. Uh, uh. Now we're going to pivot to Brandon for a moment. Yay! <laughs> and then Andrew Clark was born on October 6th. 1997. He was also a Libra. We have two Libras in this story. His parents were Jason W. Clark and Michelle Clark. In the research that I found, speaking of which, all of the research that I speak about during this episode, you can find the links and resources that I used in our show notes below. A resource, Brandon actually came from an allegedly abusive and traumatic household. According to Oswego County court records and news articles at the time, in 2010, nine years before the time period that we're discussing where Bianca met Brandon, mm -hmm. Brandon's father actually held police at bay for 10 hours as he threatened to kill his wife Wow! and himself with a knife. Fun. Allegedly because he thought that Michelle Clark was cheating on him. Mm. Good. Totally a good reason. Just absolutely <laughs> best reason. Oh. Yep. According to court documents, then I, I looked and everything I found stated that Brandon had not been present during this incident. I'm not sure where he was though at the time. Okay. And his mother had said that his father 
gets things like this in his head often. Mm. Though this in itself is a pretty crazy case. Like I said, I have the article that I read linked below if you guys want to read further about it. There's a little bit more detail behind this one, but I, I actually want to get back to Bianca. But that's a very interesting case to read about. I'll have to do that later. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> So this is just an example of how crazy Brandon's life was and how it wasn't exactly easy. So the first night that Bianca had met Brandon face to face, they went to a park, walked on the swings. After that, he actually began to come over regularly. Bianca's mother stated that she saw no dark side to Brandon at this time. Yikes. Oh, I know. So you can see it coming already. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not stressed. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Before we go further, I'm going to suggest uh, we haven't gotten to the dark bits yet, but if we all want to just take a minute and take a sip of our tea. Yep. Oh, yeah. mm, okay. Delicious. Very delicious. I love a warm cup of tea. I will tell you that. I love alcoholic coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so... I found that they had originally met on Discord, but it looks like Brandon was also a follower of Bianca's on Instagram. I just keep trusting him less and less. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And found this part very weird. So when they had originally met, Brandon said he was 19. Now remember, Bianca is 17. Yeah. He was actually 21. That's not creepy. That's not creepy <laughs> at all. I Cool. So the age difference isn't that big. <laughs> but she is still a minor in this case. Yep. And I definitely found odd that he lied about it. Lied? Just, yeah. <laughs> mm. Now, during this time, Bianca apparently had stated to her mother that she was not interested in dating Brandon. There's a lot of sources out there that said that the two were dating and the two were in an intimate relationship. And I think this was actually due to the police stating that they believed they were in an intimate relationship. That's just an assumption. It was. And I found an exclusive interview with Bianca's mother where her mother was very clear they were not dating. Bianca stated that she wanted to go to college and she wanted to move forward with her life. But him had expressed a worry that she thought that Brandon had wanted more. I mean, that tracks, yeah. Yeah. Also, go Bianca for being a little badass. Wanting to further her life and career and go into adulthood strongly. Yes. Right. I'm At this point, just all the amounts of ease and joy for Bianca. For working her way through her stuff. Learning to live with her mental illness. Y yeah, she did all this work. Yeah, exactly. Did all this work. So on July 13th, 2019, Canadian singer Nicole Dollinger, I am very bad with pronunciation. It's D-O-L-L-A-N-G-A-N-G-E-R. She is a dark gothic folk singer. I actually listened to some of her music and it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, am I going to have to look it up? Yep. Because that sounds real good. Yeah, she was, uh, she's a vibe. I will tell you that. She was performing a show in New York City. So very close to where Bianca is in Utica. Bianca and Brandon were planning on attending with their friend Alex, who Bianca also met on Discord, but they had not met in person yet. 
just like in my mind, I'm running through all the times that our parents said, don't hang out with strangers from the internet. Well, I know that doesn't really track anymore, but well, especially since we were, you know, we were from the age of MySpace. So which... the most dangerous of spaces. <laughs> It was just the wild west of the internet at that point. Yeah. We all... Oh my goodness. Yes. Oh, good old MySpace. Oh, MySpace. Now, mind you guys, I, we're talking a lot about meeting people on Discord, and uh, both Grace and I are pretty active users of Discord, honestly. Yes. Um, <laughs> we're actually recording this podcast through Discord as on we Discord. speak. On Discord. Yep. So, like, I, I'm not trying to shit talk Discord or anything. Just there's weirdos on the internet, guys. Be careful. Be careful, but and and trust your gut, you know. Yeah, absolutely trust your gut because like the internet is one of those things where it's absolutely amazing and fantastic, and you have all the knowledge at your fingertips. And then there's some fucking creeps. Yep, exactly. Someone's giving you bad vibes. Just, <laughs> Just get the listen. fuck out of there. Just listen. I know. So this was actually Bianca's first concert, according to her mother. So she was very excited. This part, this is really sweet. Very heartbreaking. Bianca's mom was worried because he's 17. This is her first concert. It's in another city. It's in New York City, which is a huge yeah. city to get lost in. And she decided to let Bianca go because she thought it would be fine since Brandon would be there to protect her. And she, by this point, figured she knew Brandon well enough. Yep. It's, it had been a couple of months. Brandon had been coming around a lot. So the day of the concert, and, and I mention this because uh, Grace and I are both big on fashion, and, and we know how amazing it can feel when you put on the right outfit. Yes. She wore a blank tank top, black and white plaid skirt, black and white vans, and had a black velvet mini book bag, which just sounds so cute. So cute. I would rock that Aww. outfit in an instant. I did not dress that cool when you took me to my first concert. I don't even remember what we wore <laughs> when we went to I that concert. I don't either. I know it was Fallout Boys. <laughs> That's all I got. Oh man! What was it? Was it the uh, Paramore it was Fallout the... Boy Blink One Eighty Two concert? Uh, was that the one that we went to? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you can tell we are women of from the early two thousands. If if you yes. guys, when we were youths. When we were young, not that old. <laughs> Although sometimes I feel like it. Um, I did. My bones are old. It did definitely uh, pull my shoulder, my neck the other day, and I have no idea how I did it. I just have bad knees. My knees are bad. I have bad knees. Uh, yeah. You should take those into the Apple store and get them replaced. <laughs> Is that how that works? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway anyway <laughs> no but she sounded like she was excited and she got dressed up and i'm scared and apparently she had tried on a lot of outfits before she chose that one her mom said she was just bouncing around the house oh i'm i'm ready to get sad okay it's sad i know it and it just like all of this just makes it so much worse as we get closer to what happened so she left her house at 2.30 p.m., loved her mom, exchanged I love yous. The whole drive up there, she was Snapchatting and texting her mom. Last text from Bianca to Kim Devins came in at 7.30 p.m. 
And this would be the last time that Kim Devins would hear from her daughter. Yeah. We need, real quick, uh, take a sip of our drinks, because it, it does kind of start to start to get up a little worse from here We're on heading out. downhill, folks. Heading downhill. I'll tell you, I've been uh, researching this case for the last week. Definitely excited to take a little bit of a break tomorrow. Let my brain (laughs) decompress, decompress, calm down, not be sad. So at some point during the night, I did read, it seemed like it was before I got to the concert, but I'm not going to definitively state that. Okay. Brandon had left to go into a store while he was gone, Bianca kissed Alex. So this new friend that they had just met. Oh, spicy. I, yeah, and I didn't find much on Alex. I also didn't find much on the kiss. It was kind of that very surface level information is what I have about that. All right. So this made Brandon outraged, I'm sure. So according to prosecutors... Brandon was very jealous. I actually found article where the assistant district attorney had interviewed Brandon and she quoted him in stating that Bianca tried to make it clear to him that they were not dating, to which Brandon told her that she had used him. That's not how that worked. Okay. Yep. I know. (laughs) (sighs) He said the two argued at the concert before returning to Utica early Sunday morning. So we are now in the early morning of July 14th, 2019. According to Media County Assistant District Attorney Sarah DeMiller, who is the ADA that I will be quoting going forward that they were able to interview. Cool. Bianca went to sleep in the back of the car. Not exactly sure why. I don't know if they were planning on camping out or if she was just very tired from a long night and they were on their way home. I've taken naps in the back of cars before. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. At this point, Bianca falls asleep in the back of the car, and I am actually going to be giving a trigger warning. We are now going to be talking about the details of this case. It is graphic. If you do not want to hear anything too graphic, please feel free to skip forward. Please feel free to turn it off. I I really want to stress we don't want anybody listening or pushing themselves that they're not in a place to hear about a violent murder. Don't, Don't push yourself, guys. It's okay. Kind to yourselves. Yes. Be gentle to your little hearts. Unfortunately, Grace, you you cannot go away. Yeah, no, I'm here. I'm stuck. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Brandon set up a camera on the dashboard of his car. Cool. He videotaped everything. Cool. I have not seen this video, nor do I want to. It has not been released for public consumption. Good. The assistant district attorney has stated that it is extremely horrific. And I'm not quoting her directly, but from what she said in the interview I read, it just definitely did some damage on all of the people who watched it in the courts. So he videotaped the whole thing. Apparently, he later told prosecutors that he did so so that he could replay it and watch it himself. After setting up the camera, he woke up Bianca. He had the knife hiding at his side, a knife that police stated he had already hidden in his car. So definitely premeditated. I'm not going to say for sure, but 
police did uh, allege that it potentially could have been premeditated, yes, based on the camera and the knife. The video shows that Brandon then began to saw at Bianca's throat. Wow. Yeah. He... ADA, in an interview, said, it's not like on TV. It has to go through the muscle. He recorded all this, and he also recorded what appears to be her last breaths. Bianca Devins died in the early mornings of July 14th, 2019. Fucking A. He nearly decapitated her. Woof. Okay. Hate to say it, but it kind of gets worse. Cool, 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 cool. After he fucking almost decapitates her, he took photos of her body and posted them to Discord and Instagram. Some of the captions reading, I'm sorry, Bianca, and sorry, fuckers, you're going to have to find somebody else to orbit. That's all right. Um, fucking monster. It's a, a lot. Holy shit. He then used spray paint that he also had in his car to write a Bianca-related suicide note, which I mentioned that specifically because we had mentioned that Bianca was a huge manga and anime fan. Yeah. Was it like a, a quote? Yeah. Okay. 7 a.m., a bunch of Discord users had notified police who received numerous calls, including one from Brandon. Oh. In his call, police, he said, Name is Brandon. Victim is Bianca Michelle Devins. I'm not going to stay on the phone for long because I still need to do the suicide part of the murder-suicide. But, okay, wait, earlier you said he taped it so he could watch it later? I know that, yep. I did state that because that was what he said as well. So I'm not entirely sure if he was what planning on going through with the suicide or not. Was was the suicide? That's so strange. Which I think does you know, definitely show how disorganized this was. It seems it was entirely about, yeah, I'm going to have control over this. And then now I'm going to have control over this. I don't think so. There wasn't a lot of forethought involved. At some point, he made some calls to tell relatives that he had killed Bianca. He left her relatives or his relatives? It looks like his relatives. Okay. So he left his grandmother a voicemail. Cool, because that's what every grandma wants. I know. Oh, his poor grandmother. He tried to call his brother in Alaska, called his aunt, and he also called a, they called it a mentor slash father figure, so I'm not entirely sure mm -hmm. who that is. And all of them called 911. Yeah, I... That's good. Fuck. At this point, we have multiple 911 calls. Police are on their way. There are currently very graphic photos of Bianca yeah. circling the internet as this is happening. And like internet sleuths work real fast too so real fast i'm a little rough on the timeline but i do know these photos do end up getting sent to her family at one point or actually at multiple points mm. which is just already cool. just flat out cruel like not okay yeah Yep. So I read that while he was waiting for police, Brandon staged Bianca's body on a tarp. Also some photos after that. And then he made a bonfire and sat around listening to music. He clearly wasn't committed to this whole suicide thing, was he? Well, yes and no, because officers arrive in front of the police officers. He stabbed himself in the throat and took a selfie. Is it bad that all I can think of is, wow, that's coordinated? What the fuck? How? I cannot quite imagine how. I'm not, I mean, I'm very glad I wasn't there to know how. Well, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Just the logistics, I'm very confused. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Fuck. He survived. Shame. Yeah. He was immediately taken to the hospital. During the immediate investigation afterwards, police found that few months before this incident, Brandon had researched online methods of killing someone. Specifically, he looked up about the eroded artery. Carotid. Carotid. Thank you. Carotid artery. <laughs> you will save me many times. Okay, I'm the one that watches Grey's Anatomy. It's okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I know all the medical terms were good. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> One of us has to. Gray's anatomy is the same as a medical degree, right? Yeah, totally. 100%. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, no, it is not. We are just joking. Thank you Sorry. to all of the very hardworking doctors yes. and nurses out there. We're the real MVPs. Yep. Also looked up hanging and strangling. Was also corroborated by the ADA in that article that I read. So definitely leaning more towards premeditated. Yeah, I'm going to go with premeditated there. Sloppily premeditated maybe, but... Yeah. Yikes. I have an amazing quote from a criminologist at the end here that I think sums it all up perfectly. Mm. So Brandon was charged with second degree murder. He pleaded guilty, so there was no trial. Well, yeah, because <laughs> evidence. He sat with a boombox. <laughs> Video, yeah. photo, 911 phone call. Still being there at the time when they found, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he was sentenced to 25 years to life. He will be eligible for parole after 25 years. But Bianca's family has stated they plan to make statements at any parole hearing to try to prevent that. Nice, 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 nice. Yes. Yeah. So Brandon is currently in prison. He will not be getting out fully. Cool. Hope he rots. Yeah. Considering how violent this is, I would definitely be surprised. Yeah. Though you and I and many of you out there know that sometimes it happens. Unfortunately, life is not a fictional story. Yep. Doesn't always have a happy ending. So a vigil held for Bianca on July 15th. Apparently it was absolutely beautiful. Her funeral was July 19th. There are 300 people attended. Oh, wow. Looting. Alex, boy she kissed, came to her funeral. Is that sweet or weird? I don't know. I think it's sweet because he even introduced himself to Bianca's mom. Oh. Yeah. I still don't know if that's sweet or weird, but okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with sweet. Okay, we can go with sweet. Okay, I'm going to go with I hope it's sweet. Yeah. Okay, so this part is actually really sweet. Bianca's cat, Belle, had also just passed away. So in a rose gold casket decorated with pink and white flowers, Bianca was buried with Belle's ashes. Okay, well, I'm crying now. Cool. I know. Uh, that one hit a little close there. Thanks. Oh, Sorry, I just lost my cat recently, so... Whew, whew. You okay? I'm good. I'm gonna drink more of my alcoholic beverage. Yeah, let's all take a moment and drink some of our tea slash coffee slash beverages. <laughs> Alright, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could use a little word on that one, thanks. <laughs> So it looks like a vigil was also held in July 2020. On February 14th, 2020, a fashion and art show displaying her work was held. Because remember, she was an artist. Oh, yeah. And the Adirondack Bank Center at the Utica Memorial Auditorium, they lit it up in honor of Bianca. Oh, it's really nice. 
I wish I could say that we're at the end. Oh, cool. Sweet. That's yay. More. We're now going to talk about the craziness that ensued with the photos that Brandon posted online. Because as we know, the internet. Oh, yes, the internet exists. Nothing goes away. That would be my biggest warning to everyone out there. I'm sure you guys know whatever you put on the internet, it stays on the internet. It's forever. It's forever. So only put your best nudes on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Only put the good ones. Or be really comfortable. Like, just know that you want to put that on the internet. Also, more power to you. Oh, hell yeah. Do what you want. Do what makes you happy. But just be aware of the consequences. Conscious and let it be consensual. Yeah. Yeah. In this case, it was not conscious and not consensual. Yeah. So images spread like wildfire. Of course. Across the internet. Even being sent to Bianca's family, as I had mentioned, many of her family stated that they have been re-traumatized by seeing these pictures. I, yeah. (sighs) Yeah. I can't even imagine. Honestly, I can't. Uh, That's possibly one of the most horrific parts of this. I absolutely think it is because not only is the family having to lose someone so wonderful to then have to be re-reminded of it and re-reminded of it in the worst possible way. Such a horribly graphic and visual way, yeah. And everyone, let's let's be respectful of the family and, and not go searching for these photos. So I will give you guys a warning. Speaking of that, if you do want to look up this case, please be extremely careful. I have seen a couple of these photos as they pop Oof. up very easily. Also, people have crudely made recreation photos. It's definitely a piece of the dark side of the internet. Is what I will say. So if you guys are really interested in this case and want to go look into it further, please be careful. That safe search on your Google. Put safe search on. Try not to search for too many images. Be careful for what you're Googling. Do not need to see these photos. Nobody needs to see them. And it it honestly is appalling that they're still out there. Because mom actually said that so many people have been affected by the pictures, scarred for life and suffering from PTSD, unable to erase the image from their mind. Yeah. Careful with your searches, friends. We're going to get kind of into the nasty bits of the internet. Images gained popularity on 4chan. Oh, God, that still exists. That still exists. And many users on 4chan praised Brandon for another 4chan murder. Yay. The hashtag RIP Bianca with the images included briefly trended on Twitter. Accounts across many different social media sites would offer the images in exchange for likes and follows. The initial online discovery was marred by misinformation and rumors. Tweets would falsely identify Brandon as an incel. I do want to put out there that there has been no real concrete evidence that Brandon was an incel or that he was a part of the incel community. Although I did see that many individuals in the incel community have kind of put him on a pedestal latched on to the case there's some really negative stuff out there surrounding this case specifically around the incel community and praising brandon don't go looking for it guys and also don't engage with any of these people if you do run across them online you don't need encouragement whatever is happening online it has started to quiet down because yeah 
you know, it's been two years, three years since her death, and then two years since his sentencing. And I think that we should allow it to quiet down online. I think we should talk about this case, but I think we need to be careful about engagement, especially with people who are praising such a, a dangerous individual. Yeah. Some people also created fake fundraisers and foundations in order to profit. It's fucking slimy. It's extremely, extremely slimy. Jesus. Now we're going to take a look at a beautiful part of the internet. I, I wanted to get the nasty bit in front. Yeah. Good part is that a community completely banned together. Hmm. People were using the hashtag pink clouds for Bianca and posting artwork of pink clouds. I remember that a little bit, actually. Yeah. yeah I, I realized that I remembered it, too, when I saw some of the images. They were posted in order to drown out the sharing of the murder photos. Oh, that's awesome. Right? People would also post Bianca's own artwork or Bianca's own pictures that she took. So there was a huge community that kind of came up from this that was like, no, we're not going to let this nastiness taint who Bianca was. Yeah. I absolutely love that because she was an artist and yeah. she loved anime. She was a whole person. She was a whole person. And honestly, a shining star out of this ended up being Bianca's sister, Olivia, who actually took it upon herself to go online and try to dispute the misinformation that was being spread about the murder. Wow, that's, that's intense. Right? She said in an interview... I do not want false information being spread around. She was on it. Damn. I know. Badass. <laughs> Just, can we, the Devons women? Fucking badass babes. Just a family of badass babes. Absolutely. We're going to take a look real quick at the big social media companies. Oh, and how they like to take advantage of things and all, and all that. So some did a good job. I will say Instagram got some heat. Sure. Instagram and Facebook removed Brandon's account and attempted to stop the photo spread. But Instagram didn't immediately remove the account. And also one source I read, it said that users who attempted to report the photos on Instagram found that they were not considered violations of community guidelines. Um, how? Okay. And I'm not entirely sure that quote is from one article, so I'm not going to state okay. that that's completely fact. I did see, though, that one thing that does seem to be true is that photos that were reported could take up to four days to be taken down. Like I said, Brandon's account was not immediately removed, though it was eventually removed. Got it. Instagram also did release a statement where they said, we are taking every measure to remove this content from our platforms. I know big company, well, and not going to completely bash them, but we also, I know how hard it is to catch up with this kind of stuff. The thing is, as, as far as my knowledge of that kind of thing goes, I think when things are reported, they first go through like an AI monitor and then... Okay. If it continues to be reported, I believe it goes to people monitors, like actual humans okay. monitoring stuff. So it might have gotten through the AI monitor first, and then uh, it might have been the people monitors who were then able to take it down? Possibly. Someone might need to fact check me on that one. but So we're not saying that's fact, but that's yeah. our guess. 
is maybe what was happening there. So Facebook did add images of the murder to a digital fingerprint database and blacklisted the hashtag GuessJuliet, which I guess was another hashtag being used to spread the images. Wow, Jesus, fuck. All right. And the Discord server that Brandon had originally posted the pictures on was shut down. Yeah. Anka's mother, Kim, also claimed that by September, the images could still be found on Facebook. Facebook? On Facebook, yeah. 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 So it looks like they were still circulating through social media even after the companies took action. Yikes. <laughs> on a lighter note, the family was able to set up a fund in Bianca's name. From what I saw, it looked like to help with other teens with mental illness. Cool. But when I looked into it, it looks like the fund has been taken down, which I'm speculating that possibly uh, something about, you know, what happened in the last couple of years would have had something to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> the state of the world in the last couple of years. That whole pandemic thing, yeah. Yes. So that is the murder of Bianca Devins, a beautiful young woman who just started to get her feet back on the ground only to be taken out by someone who criminologist Allison Gansky said it's the profile of other violent male offenders and speculated that he felt emasculated and wanted to show his strength uh, I'm, I'm fine <gasps> yeah that was a doozy that was a big doozy. I think it was important to talk about this case for many reasons. Absolutely. You know, especially in the time that we're at, this is not the first case of you know, somebody feeling emasculated and wanting to show their strength against a woman. Unfortunately, a very common theme. I also don't think this is the first case that we'll talk about meeting somebody who you think you know on the internet. Even if you meet them in person, this, I mean, he died lying about his age. In definition, he didn't technically really catfish her because she met him. They hung out a bunch. They got close. He knew him, her mom. Yeah, like. Exactly. If people give you bad vibes, man, just, just get the hell out of there. I think that's what's so confusing and, and heartbreaking about this case is I don't know if anybody got bad vibes. Yeah. And Devin's uncle's mom said that he passed the test. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people really do get through. Yeah. Yes, they do. And you have no idea until they snap. I do really want to be careful when talking about this kind of stuff. I read online some people were blaming Bianca, saying she was being a tease. Nope, nope. Mm -mm -mm. Nope, that's not how that works. Exactly. What happened is entirely Brandon's decision. Yes. He, he made the choice to murder someone. That it doesn't matter what she did. That's not the answer. Exactly. Now, please be careful while you're out there, guys. If you are looking into this case, please don't engage with anybody who may talk negatively about what happened. And once again, put that safe search on. Please. And even, even if you feel like you can stomach it, just out of respect for the family and Bianca herself, let's, let's not. Yeah, exactly. Let's not. As our dad would say, let's not and say we didn't. Let's not and say we didn't, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we're going to end this with a tarot draw. Woot woot. Yep, I, I figure we'll do something a little lighthearted. And actually, the card I drew today was the sun card. Oh. Which is a card of hope and happiness to come. I really hope that that is... We're all going to be looking forward to this next week. Just whole sunshine ray of hope and happiness. Yeah. Yeah, I could use that. <laughs>
All right, guys. Well, we will see you hopefully next week. That should be the plan. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Please be kind to yourself. You know, sit down and drink a cup of tea or a cup of coffee whenever you can. Hug and pet a little fur baby. And be good to those brains and those hearts. So we will let you go. Have a good week. And we will see you soon. Bye. Bye. You can rate and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Google Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at True Crime Tea Hour.